Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Wait a second. You didn't give Keyshawn your seat? That's not true. That's a massive exaggeration. It was after the remote. We were mingling with listeners. I was already sitting down. He had decided to start walking around and talk to people. I was sitting talking to my buddy, and I was like, you can sit on the other side because I'm sitting here talking to someone. That's all that happened. So uh, Morales is just starting junk. He knows it. because I was just curious. I'm you know, like, he's, you know. he's, he's very envious of the community, which is understandable. But, yeah. you know, he's a very well-dressed man, and he makes me laugh. So I mean, he's I appreciate know, his work. Keyshawn Johnson, you know, man of Troy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, Los you Angeles know, royalty, you know? What's funny is that when I'm in New York – Typically, I, I hang out with Key and I see him, and it's like it's it's really funny because he's one of those yeah. dudes that will you know break your balls all the time. But he's yes, a good guy, so I'm quite familiar. He had quite a bit to say years. this morning on uh, Antonio, rather this afternoon on Antonio Brown, which is interesting. But that's another story for later. Yeah, I'm kind of Antonio Browned out. Me too. Are, are you? Me too. I mean, it's yeah. just it's one of those things where. We've gotten to the point that we've moved beyond. And this is the last thing I'll say about it. Honestly, we've moved beyond class clown territory to real neediness of attention. That's motivating a lot of his moves, and that's just never what the right way to move. If you're feeling you're in the right headspace and even whatever it may be, so I feel I honestly kind of feel bad for him at this point because he's bearing a little too much and doesn't have any guidance. All right, non-COVID related. Yes. Okay. Um. What is the storyline that is most played out? It could be sports. It could be non-sports. It, it just the subject comes up. Someone brings uh, it up, you know, unbeknownst to you, and you immediately are like, oh, I'm out on that. I just I can't anymore. On I that. have an immediate answer because I okay. hear it so often, and it drives yeah. me insane. The first okay. time I heard it was before the Heisman or after the Heisman Trophy, where I can't remember the kid's name right now. His, his name escapes me. Bryce Young. Bryce Young won the Heisman, and he says, yes. "Incredible speech, by the way." Bryce incredible Young. speech, but he says the thing that's become such a crutch for us now in sports America, which is, "I was never counted on. I was always counted out. Everybody doubted me." I'm like, dude, you were a five star recruit out of high school. You know what I'm saying? Like people knew who you were. And my point is that I'm not knocking that kid. I'm saying in general. The whole nobody gave us a chance thing, bro. Enough. You know what I'm saying? Somebody's well, but I, I don't win. think that that necessarily. I'm tired of that specifically all the time, George. Okay, I, I will push back a little bit on that. Okay, okay. And, and I will say this: it's that I believe that you know when they're referencing that. Sure, there was a time when that young man knew, hey, I, as long as I can stay healthy and continue to grow, uh, both physically and mentally, and as a player, et cetera, et cetera. That I, you know, I, I should be in a good position, but I mean, there's still a lot of potholes on the way to that is what I would say. I get that, but that's called the challenge. I think for me, it's also just kind of particularly in young players. I'm like, why are we cultivating this kind of so this underdog the Le- complex? When LeBron says, I'm just a kid from Akron, I shouldn't be here. That's I mean, no, okay, to- listen, LeBron, different discussion. He's like, I don't know, he's like the Simpsons of, you know, every example here. He's just been on too long and done too much stuff. But my point is, is that from, like, from a coaching and youth development standpoint, sometimes I really actually believe this. You don't have to make kids believe that they're the underdog in order to motivate them to win. And now that we see that add up to every single level, and I'm like, just once, I want to hear some kids say, I've been gifted forever and 
dominated you chumps. Give me the trophy. I'm out of here to party with my friends. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what I need more of in general well, in the sports. That world. would definitely be a wrestling character for sure. Yeah, and, and while I'm also okay with the wrestling character being involved in sports, <laughs> we also don't necessarily love that person either uh, because that I would say that person is like, for example, Baker Mayfield, right? Um, sure. And we, we liked him for a second, and then we're like, oh, he's actually not that good, so we can't really. Like, he can't be the torchbearer for something like no, that. No, he can't. And I, I get what you're saying. Baker Mayfield is a perfect example of that. But in general, that adds to the Clinton Yates likability factor, even if everybody else kind of hates that. Me personally, oh, listen, I, I, I love a good anti hero. I'm with yeah. you on that. Like, yeah. I love a, It's why I like Scarface, the movie, right? Like, right. you know, like, I, you know, although I have argued for almost a decade now with Jamel Hill about the uh, virtues of that particular movie. But uh, nonetheless, we move Manolo forward. Manolo should but- have his own film is what the, what the point is. <laughs> exactly. But the um- – yeah, so for me, it's immediately like I'm out on anything Kardashian. Like you mention <laughs> anything Kardashian slash Jenner, and I'm just out, bro. Really? Like, out. Out. So you don't like out. money moves because they make a lot of cash. I mean, not out. That I, I don't not, care. Out. Not that I keep up, per se, hit the, oh, with the Kardashians, but yes. I kind of do. And Pete Davidson, good job, Playboy. Yeah, I, I see what you I'm out on them. Like I'm <laughs> okay. out on them. And I, mm, mm. That's tough in L.A., bro. It doesn't matter. I don't care. Like, it just doesn't matter. Like, look, man. They're the queens of Calabasas. Keyshawn territory. If I, (laughs) you know, look, man, I I just feel like I'm a firm believer that reality shows, reality television particularly, there's way too many examples of it ruining a lot of lives. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, theirs has worked out. But I would imagine there's a lot of... um, carcasses on the side of that road is what oh, i would say yeah you can just look at the different marital cards of every member of that family and you can see the names lining up that's not yeah. hard and, and the one that really always gets me is lamar because lamar is one of the sweetest human beings you'll ever yeah. come across yeah but lamar was famous before he got on that show lamar had struggles that he um had to deal with what's his name oh no no I- he had demons but i don't yeah. think that that situation like the show, all the stuff that comes with that necessarily helped that cause is what I would say. That's my my personal belief without ever asking him that question. Right. What is what's the what's the guy's name who played for the Wizards for a while? I used to call him Secret Oh, Weapon. Chris Humphreys. Chris Humphreys, that guy. Yeah. He was played a for the Nets. Yeah. He played too. for the Nets. I called him Secret Weapon because all he ever did was rebound and pass the ball and He was a good it. rebounder. He, uh, he in the nineties he would have been a really good player. <laughs> That's true. That's a good call. His skill set was like two decades two decades past where it should have been. Yeah, yeah. Maybe even like early 2000s, he would have been fine. You know right. what I mean? Like, he had a nice little still, career, though. He made a little money. Because we, st- we had, he, you know, we, he could have been like a PJ Brown type. You know what oh, I mean? Like that's that, a great comp. Yeah. Yeah. Like he could have been that, but there, that, that person doesn't exist anymore. No, you know what I mean? A, like that's that. not a utilized roster spot anymore. No, like, NBA, NBA yeah. Roster. Like, yeah. You can't be one of the Davis brothers from the Indiana Pacers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in today's NBA. And I love Antonio particularly. Like Antonio I was with a hoss, bro. Yeah, um, and, the, and it's such a huge teddy bear. But, yeah, so anything Kardashian. Laura, where are you? I mean, you can't use the one I just used. I, I know, I day. know. When you said it, I was like, no. She was hot in the headphones, too, y'all. She had a lot to say <laughs> behind the scenes. No. That is true, but I unless you have something to add that I haven't said, I mean, no, no I mean, you said it beautifully because everybody knows I used Yates, uh, no oxygen list for them, right? Um, um yeah, they're they're yeah. so they're on your oxygen list, yeah, yeah. So, okay. but the other thing, so since Sedano took mine, I hate when non Dodger fans tell me that I have to get over 
the Dodgers getting cheated out of a World Series. Like, wow. let me have my moment. That's a non-starter for you. Yeah, just just <laughs> yeah. go away. How just often honest. is this is this coming up in your life? Um, not often, but today, um, I was at my other job and uh, there was an Angel fan. So there's a recency fan. bias. Yes, is what yes, you're yes, saying yes, here. yes. Okay. This, yes. this guy is a Clipper fan, a Charger fan, and an Angel fan. And he, oh damn! He, oh, I was man. like, bro, talk about antiheroes. <laughs> the trifecta. The trifecta. There, there you go. So it rubbed a nerve today. So, you know, yeah. it came up. It came up. I mean, I guess if you are going to be a Clipper fan, I mean, that that is the right trifecta to have. Embrace it. it. Yeah. So I told him because he's like, well, I grew up in San Diego. I'm like, oh, so you don't know how to win. That makes sense. That is why you're a Charger wow. and a Clipper okay. So why is he not a, a Padres fan then? I mean, I don't know. He's weird. I don't know. I can't. That is a little weird. It's weird. I don't know, man. Because the pods are fun. I mean, if you're going to choose a team from Southern California that's not the Dodgers to root for, San Diego is clearly the next step. At least to me. Yeah, absolutely. If I grew up there, I would be rooting. <laughs> yeah, if you grew up there. But that team is way more exciting than the Halos. I mean, I understand the Halos have Shohei, and they, of course, have Mike Trout, but... I don't know. I mean, listen, maybe He's this weird. is just me and the friends that I have in Los Angeles, but I don't really know any Halos fans. You know what I'm saying? I'm not really getting down the five that often. No. Not to say I, I not. met a few. I met a few. <laughs> we had a uh, – back in the day, LZ and I threw out a first pitch at oh. uh, a Halos game. Nice. And, um, and, and yeah, so we, we had a bunch of Halos fans who were listening. And uh, and one uh, to hang out with us in a suite that day while we threw out the first pitch. They got That's to cool. go to the field and hang out. Uh, you know, meet some of the players, et cetera. So, you know, I, there are some, <laughs> um, but, you know, it, but that is the trifecta. That's an interesting trifecta. I mean, Chargers, too. It's like, whoa. I know. I, but, I, but I said, you but know, I, I get I, it. Listen, I, I have no dog in this race when it comes to football because my team has been terrible for 20 years. Right. So, like, I um, – but I kind of like the Chargers as that, like, you know, mm-hmm. like lovable little loser mm-hmm. team. You know what I mean? Like, and that's like I, yeah. I want them to win <laughs> eventually. Like, I do. Mm-hmm. I want them to win it eventually because they've had good teams that just never have gotten over the hump, right? Like the Fouts teams, um, the Rivers teams with Ladanian and you know Merriman and those guys. Um, and in, in now this team, I think this team is is good. You know, yeah. I mean, they're the uniforms are good. The uniforms sure. are the best <laughs> in the league. I mean, they're the yeah. best in the league. Not the close. uniforms are good, man. Ha- I could talk that. about this for an hour, but <laughs> yeah, I would say I would say this for Los Angeles sports fans. There's one reason to root for the Chargers this year is that the possibility that you get an all LA Super Bowl yeah. in Los yeah. Angeles. That's yeah. a completely cool factor. So mm-hmm. you don't have to be a, in a binary of Rams or Chargers or I guess Raiders too, for that matter. Yeah. But yeah, that'd be dope. If the two occupants of SoFi Stadium played in SoFi for the Super Bowl, if it happens yeah. here, blah, 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 um, that'd be great. Yeah. yeah. Honey, are you going to take one of those tests? Is that where you're coming? Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> the company sent me a bunch of COVID tests uh, for the oh. NBA season. I was going to so say, because you got to get on a bunch of planes, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, you're gonna do it for uh, oh for Aria. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering because I have a box. The company sent me. A, they sent me one of those new cues. Have you seen that commercial yet? The one with uh, no. that Carl mm-hmm. Anthony Towns is the is the spokesman for. It's the no. you know WNBA. And oh NBA. yeah, the the contraption thing. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's like a little box and it comes with a bunch of little things. You, you know, you swab, you put the swab in the box, and it will tell you within a couple minutes if you are negative or positive. So the company sent me one um, because I, yeah, I got to be on a plane a bunch. So I was my I, you know my wife was co- came in here and just was looking at it so. Yeah, there's plenty of them. We can all use them here at the house. I mean, you could always ask for refills, I guess. Um, okay. Anyway, sidebar. Uh, back to uh, now, Lindsay. <laughs> George, what, family, what is your non-starter, <laughs> Lindsay? What is the non-starter? Um, for me, it would be the entire like anti-crypto community 
like ragging on it, saying like, oh, look how Bitcoin is totally crashing and like, oh, now you idiots. Oh, buy the dip. Ha ha ha. You people are so stupid. All of those people that are just crypto haters. Like, I'm done with them. Like, shut up. Raise his hand. Me too. Well, I mean, listen. <laughs> I, I mean, listen. I, here's what I would say. The, that, that industry is a two and a half trillion dollar market cap now. So it's no longer a fad. <laughs> so no. I mean, you can raise your hand, but I mean, the 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 money is telling you it's the not. money is there. And I'll say yeah. this I'll, to give more credence to what I'm getting at: it's not the crypto; it's the crypto bros that are. Oh, <laughs> is that kind of like? Because look, yeah. my my wife used to say that about people who used to do CrossFit. Like, she yeah, used to say, like Same. the CrossFit bros oh, yeah. would just drive yeah, her yeah. nuts. Right. It's that, and the, you know, the NFT community has a little crossover in this, and it's all a little weird and nebulous. And I feel like the people who are constantly like, "Oh, bro, I got everything in crypto," and check out these NFTs. I'm like, blocked. You know what I'm saying? Immediately. So that's just me. Yeah, I mean, I, that, I mean that's I, fine. I, but like the, the people that are just like hating on it because they're like, "Oh, you're gonna lose your life savings, and it's so unstable," and blah blah blah. Like, no, you don't know what you're talking about. Just shut up. Well, here's what oh, I would what? say to that. I mean, just, I mean, we're just, Squawk, if we're just being, Squawk Box here on ESPN. <laughs> if we're just being, Squawk Box is a great show. A great um, show. If we're just being, um, you know, realistic, right? You don't need to know anything about crypto. What I would say to you is this. If any asset, okay, whatever it is, let's just say gold. Like, let's go back to whenever gold became a, an asset, right? Like, a, sure. you know, you know hundreds of years ago. Or whatever. whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when King Arthur and the, and the Knights of the Round Table were going around. Um, if that asset was only, I don't know, a decade old, it would be volatile. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, the, you know, like that's just the reality of it. New things are volatile. When True. Amazon, uh, let's use Amazon as a perfect example. When Amazon was a, you know, a baby stock, it had like this crazy run where it went to like $100 and then it went down to like, I don't know, like the 20 or teens or something like that. Like that's what volatility is when it's something it's new. So, I mean, that, that that's what I would say about that. And again, this is not financial advice. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I watch Squawk Box because it's got cool graphics. They have like oh my God. graphics package in the game. That's a real actual opinion. Yo. Dueling scores yo, 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 yo. at the bottom. Amazing. Let let's let me so nerd funny. out about television for a second. Yeah. Let, let yeah. me just nerd out about television for a second. Please do. There is not a network in the game, okay? I don't care if you are on the cable bundle, if you are a, on a streaming service, I don't care if you flow on YouTube, okay? There is not a channel or a, you know something like that in the game. That does better programming than CNBC. Not you don't close. even need to know anything about business, but just visually watch it and be like, wow, this is kind of cool to watch. Double speed scrolls at the bottom for the tickers. Pop-up jobbies on the right and at the top to give you different updates on the different markets. Incredible Chirons all over the shop. And their oh sets God, yeah. are gorgeous. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I, Listen, I've been watching CS CNBC for years for exactly yeah. this purpose. It just looked cool. It's like a spaceship yeah. every time. It's fantastic. Yeah. And I love how they've gotten – they've become personalities now. They A lot of people in, in news and in business took the ESPN, for lack of a better phrase, PTI first take model. Sure. And have – Shouts to Eric Rideholm. Yeah, and have created that on other styles of uh, media, like yeah, news no. or business or whatever. Um, and, and it's kind of developed from the talk shows. Let me you know, see like these. on CNBC right now. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> um, so anyway – all right, well, I'm glad we all got that off our chest. All right, coming up next. Um, yesterday, there was a story that popped up 
that will interest Laker fans. I'll tell you what that's all about in just a moment. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Uh, how a long, handsome man community, would oh, you say? Yeah. I mean, I mean, he has long been a lieutenant in the army of the handsome man community. An OG all Madden guy, by the way, just yeah. in terms of his entire approach to life. You know what I'm saying? That business haircut that he's been rocking for 40 years, his whole I mean, his whole steez as a raider. I used to love playing with him on Tech Mobile. His kids are great. You know what I'm saying? Got their head screwed on straight. Howie Long is an icon in the handsome man yep. community. Yep, Super Bowl champion in 1983, that big Marcus Allen game. Yep. Um, Eight-time Pro Bowler. I mean, Defensive Player of the Year in 1985. And by the way, in the 80s when you could play defense. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, you could, you, could, you, could, you could head slap guys still. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, it was that guy. I mean, and, and he still looks young, man. Like, when you watch him on TV, he's 61 years old. Yeah, clean living. That guy looks like the kind of guy who has his S together. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you see yeah. football players and you're like, ooh, things are taking a slide. You know what I'm saying? Ain't Correct. no slides with Howie. I mean, my man is on point. Yeah. Speaking of slides, I'm watching hockey right now. There's a bunch of guys sliding all over the ice at the moment. But um, I, I sat there, and I was looking up, right? And it, I was like, what did I put on? Or what did I leave on when I turned on the TV that I'm watching hockey? Like, and I'm not anti-hockey by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just like, what, what did I like hit the button and it's like the NHL network by accident or something? And I'm like, no, it's ESPN airing the Boston Bruins and Minnesota Wild. And I'm there like, of course, I forgot. We have hockey now. Yeah, my girl, uh, you know, Emily. She's at this game. No, I think she's in Emily Kaplan. Tonight. But yeah. she has done between the glass a couple times. You know what I'm saying? Where she's nice. right there. It's really a cool gig. If you don't follow her on IG, check it out. She's constantly posting from where she does her job, which is a literal unique vantage point. Yeah, um, it's, almost, it's, it's like the sideline reporter for Correct. hockey, basically. Yeah, yes, exactly but right. It's like right near the benches. Yes. Yeah, yeah it's pretty cool stuff. Um, and Emily's great. She, If you want hockey, she's your person. Um, but yeah, so I was just wondering, what the hell? How the hell did I end up on hockey? But yeah, so I will uh, – <laughs> no, no offense to the Boston Bruins and Minnesota Wild, but there's NBA games that are about to start. So I this need to true. make sure to focus on that. So there's that. You know, uh, because you know, TNT's back to Thursdays this week. I was going to say, TNT, this kind of threw me off. It's so confusing. I went on Tuesday and I was looking for games because Charles and, and Kenny and Shaq and Ernie were on Tuesdays during the NFL season. I'm like, well, it's still the NFL season, so why aren't they there? And then they weren't there. And now I see on ESPN.com at the top that it's just Boston and New York and it's on TNT. So now I'm going to flip over to TNT. And it's like, come on. I need to figure I out what I feel like the hell's you should have on. a better grasp on this, Mr. Sideline Reporter. This I is should. Your, but, you know, your, I'm, not, your, your I'm not the one s- switching broadcast in the middle <laughs> of the season, you know? Fair enough. I know what we're doing Wednesdays and Fridays on ESPN and then the weekends, uh, you know, start right. after football gotcha. so on ABC. Like, I know that, but, you know, they're, they're flipping on me in the middle of the year. Uh, so, anyway, confusing. speaking of basketball, um, we talked about Russell Westbrook yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, Sam Amick of The Athletic is reporting that uh, the Lakers showed some, quote, covert interest in discussing a possible Westbrook trade with rival executives earlier this season. Now, none of that should be a surprise, right? Like, Rob Polinka would not... 
be doing his job if he did not inquire. And those kind of conversations happen all the time. But uh, I'm surprised it took this long to get out, I guess, is my point. So I didn't get a chance to, to read this, so pardon me. But the, the assertion here is, as in trade him away from the Lakers as quickly as he came. Correct. Okay. I mean, they, you they, know, they took calls, basically. Right. I mean, he always taking calls. And we yeah. talked yesterday about Palenka and his choices in roster selection. I, I mean, <sighs> this is tough because, once again, the driving storyline with the Lakers always becomes about somebody that they don't have and what they might do. And at this stage of the season, we're into January now. You know, we've sort of crossed the hump in terms of, like, you kind of know who you are. And this was always my concern with – just a general mentality from a lot of Lakers fans in terms of what they expected, which is like, oh, well, if we don't have this guy, we can always get another one. There isn't some just mass pool of humans that are out there ready to be plugged in. You have to think about the specific individuals you have. And I feel that the Lakers a little bit acted as if they just had a talent pool that they could pluck from at any given time that was going to be what they wanted at any given moment. And it's like, well, this is why you don't give away a bunch of guys that are on your championship team because you figured out the recipe already. I understand that there was math to be done and people wanted more money, but like they're kind of in this hamster wheel now that's of just acquisitions and signings and speculation that I think it has to be taking a toll on the team. No, George? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. Um, but, I mean... Here's the thing. We talked about it yesterday, like, you know, about Rob. And he's like, do you think Rob knows he put together a flawed roster? Well, I guess clearly this answers that question. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if he's, if <laughs> right? he's, if he's I mean, what is covert? What is, what's the term you use there? Covert interest? Yeah. Hold on. I want to make sure I read this properly. Because uh, <laughs> I don't like says, the word covert in any context. Uh, sources say the Lakers showed, quote, some covert interest in discussing a possible Westbrook trade with rival executives. How much of this do you think is possibly... I don't want to say anybody covering their tracks, but these kind of things getting leaked at these points of the season always comes with some level of interest in terms of who benefits from who might know this. And I'm trying to identify who that is because at this stage, does it, like you said, does it really matter that we know officially that they were shopping him? What does that actually change? You know? Uh, I, I mean, it just, I, I think it just covers, it's, you know, CYA, you know what I mean? Right. Like kind of like, Hey man, I'm trying. I, I, I see <laughs> what you guys see. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of some of that. But do you think that that's CYA from the Lakers saying, listen, we're making an effort, or do you think that's potentially CYA from a player camp, in this particular case is Westbrook, saying, see, they've had this thing up and down the whole time. They don't know what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's oh, no, I, I think it's from I, I think it's on from who the, you get the information from. I think it's from the inner circle of the Lakers. Okay. Like, yeah. Okay. If I had yeah. to, like, put money on one side is what I would say. Sure. Yeah. But I, I, you know, look, we we spent some time yesterday wondering aloud, right? Yeah. Like, you know, does the brain trust uh, see what we see? And uh, clearly, they do, or they did. What's so weird about it is that he's kind of bonded to John Wall forever because they have those identical contracts. <laughs> and like, yes, if they end up trading, like if those two guys end up between four, but teams is John and Wall? I mean, I don't know what John Wall is at this stage, right? I don't now. either. Like, I haven't seen him play. I forever. haven't either. But let's just assume. I mean, okay. Let's just assume he's in shape, which is probably more of an assumption that we can make yes, based on his past. Yes, yes, Let's yes. just assume he's still got a little speed. He played yeah. earlier last year, and he still was cutting guys up. He got a couple yams on some people. And let's also assume that he will be the player that he can be as opposed to the player that Westbrook is. Sure, if you get A-plus you know, intangibles and all that on John Wall, okay, maybe. You know what I'm saying? But, like, I don't think it's one of those things where you try to engineer it because you don't know what you get. But, 
again, that guy wants to play basketball. John does. And if you think he's a better option than Westbrook, well, then you got probably got to find a third team because you're not sending Westbrook. Right, because Houston's not doing the Russell no. Westbrook experience again. <laughs> no, the they've, they've been down that road. Yes. So I, I think that's it. But here's the thing with John Wall is that I'm like, okay, well, he doesn't solve the spacing problem. You know what I mean? Like, because you have a bunch of these guys that can shoot threes, except that's all they can do. It's in in some of these sure, cases, but he's right? more of a like, kick out guy, and he can get to the rack really well. Oh, I no, actually no. think that him, if he's not if, shooting the ball as much as Westbrook, would be beneficial at his peak. You know, sure, he he can get. You know, let's again, the assumption is he's in shape and still has the some semblance of his some burst. bounce. Yeah, yeah. Then yes, he's getting to the rack. He he's certainly a more traditional point guard, mm-hmm. right? Like you know. Um, and and in and if he's in shape, he's a better defender than Russell. A hundred percent. Yes. So I get it, but it's like I I still don't think any of that is likely. Which, by the way, in this story, Sam Amick of the Athletic uh, states, "quote A deal appears extremely unlikely before the February fifteenth trade deadline, if only because his deal was uh, his deal that was once seen by so many as untradeable is such a massive obstacle." Oh, this is really such a bummer. I-, I wish this team was better, and not because I'm necessarily rooting for them as a fan, but the whole homecoming experience for Westbrook really had a good energy when it yes. first happened. It was really sort of a – it was, you know, he talked about – I remember this like it was yesterday. He said, listen, man, I already won in life. You know what I mean? I've been able to feed my family. I've been able to go through various resources in order to make my community better. It was a good story. But now, because of the way the season has gone, everybody's just jumping on him as a ball hog and completely inefficient. And I think we've overlooked the fact of who the dude is, which is which is unfortunate. But that's the you know, these are the we're you know, what do they call it? Dalmatians of the firehouse. I mean, this is the life we chose. But I just feel like there's so much more that could have happened in this season. And right now it just feels like he might not even be on the team by the end of the year, which is weird. Yeah. Yeah. It would have. Uh, it certainly has gone sideways is probably yeah. the best way to describe that. So, hey. All right. Coming up next. Uh, it is a Laker ticket Thursday, by the oh. way, so I need to make sure people know that. I mean, it's been a while since I've been on on a Laker ticket Thursday. So in celebration of the Lakers ticket Thursday, we're giving away two tickets to see Lakers Hawks tomorrow, January 7th at Crypto.com Arena. Make sure you're listening to the show closely because around 545, we'll ask a trivia question related to today's show. It could be maybe something Christopher said uh, to Clinton in one of the opens earlier today. Um and if you're the first person to answer said trivia question correctly, you will win two tickets to Lakers-Hawks tomorrow on January 7th. So be listening throughout the entire show, and then at 545, be ready to call. So listen for your chance to win on Lakers Ticket Thursday. All right, coming up next, we got to get into the Raiders. We talked about Howie Long and about him being the handsome man community or in the handsome man community. But there is a legit question about the Raiders when it comes to their quarterback. Okay, as we head into an important weekend, I think it is do or die for Derek Carr. I'll explain why in just a moment. Stick around. We're back in three minutes here on 710 ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. 
Plus, you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I mean, let's wait a while. If I had to think, in 1987, I was probably like in the fourth grade, third or fourth yeah, grade. Yeah, I was in grade. the yeah. second grade. So I was yeah. definitely not. This is, Jana Jackson was grown folks music <laughs> until I was grown. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I remember anytime, any place. I was like, oh, okay. Let's yeah. go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But this is before that. So, no, I was not dancing to this. This was yeah. my sister's music. January 6, 1987, produced by uh, Jimmy Jam, who listens to the station. Shout yeah, out to big Jimmy time Jam. listener. We love Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. And Terry Lewis. Uh, so, Minnesota yeah, Sound. But, yeah. But this is this is definitely – I was in fourth grade, like, when this song came yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I mean, per- it was definitely on. Like, you know, I mean, I have cousins and, and siblings and, you know, they were jamming to, you know, the radio and this would be on for sure. But, you know, in fourth grade, I was more worried about like, I don't know, playing wiffle ball outside or something. Right. I don't Trying know. to figure out the kickball teams. Um, yeah. I feel like there's a, a stat behind that. This was the fifth single. Didn't she have five number ones off this album or was that another album? I could be wrong she, on that information. But uh, I feel like that's I the big stunner stat. For the Janet Jackson Control album, it might have been a different one, but she had a rack. Rhythm of Nation gold probably singles. also had a lot. Might have been Rhythm Nation, actually. Now that I think about it, yeah, because she had a rack of singles off of one particular album. I can't remember which one. Yeah, don't kill I me, mean, Kim. That's uh, my sister. She'll see. be mad if she's listening and knows that I don't know. That. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Weekly charts. I don't have the individual ones here. Sure. I, yeah, I was just throwing that out there. I'm sure a listener knows, but you know. Yeah, and if someone does, remember. you can just tweet us. How about that? So yes, at Clint Yates at Sedona. Uh, so. A um, couple things I did want to get into before I get uh, before I get into the Derek Carr thing I wanted to get into. We have a segment coming up. All right, we're going to oh, yeah. unveil. It. This is going to be just for when you're on the show. Okay, I love this. It's going to be called. You know, it's a working title at the moment, but I figured <laughs> I love alliteration. Okay, yeah. So we're going to go with Yell at Yates. Okay. So if you have a bone to pick with anything Clinton has ever said on this radio station. On any podcast you may have seen, anything he may have written on the undefeated, uh, may, anything he has said on Around the Horn where he was the 2021 champion. Oh, really? Uh, I didn't know. Yeah, huh, yeah. Thanks for reminding yes. me. I appreciate Be- that. Wow, that was Feel really kind of you. free. <laughs> line it up. It is your time to pick a bone with Clinton Yates with our segment, Yell at Yates. I can't believe um, I'm opening myself up to this, but that's fine. Because this is how the family does. A little hazing, nothing wrong with that. But Morales, let it be known, I did not bring up that television program today. Yes. Yes, it was me. on tomorrow, though. So it was me. (laughs) (laughs) To try to continue your run in 2022 as as it goes. New Um, year, same old me. Yes. I I feel like, just a side note on that, not to get too far down the uh, rabbit hole (laughs) around the horn, 
Um, I feel like the producers are trying to build. You know, I th- I think they try to build rivalries. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, like there. My first year was very much me and Frank Isola on a lot, like that. bickering at each other. Um, th- recently, there is a lot of me versus Sarah Spain in showdowns. It's, yeah, it feels like there's a lot yeah. of that. I feel like I don't know that I have any natural rivals because I have a lot of friends. I'm not implying I'm an apex predator, but I'm just saying that like there hasn't been any really body that I've gone. Well, are you saying hey, that no one has a rival? You don't have no, a rival because you're winning so that. much. It's more it's more of an independent school thing kind of situation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I haven't been because I was in DC for so long, and then I yes. moved like halfway. You know, I've been, it's been about half and half that I've done. You know, yeah. here versus uh, the district. So, you know, it just hasn't really developed. That's all I'm saying. Um, so, yell at Yates. Get ready. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. And it could be anything. Feel free. Um, all right. So, Derek Carr, one year left on his contract after this season. Okay? So, this is a big time and moment for him, I think. Uh, because Raider fans, for the most part, I feel like have defended him. But there, it has been a roller coaster ride for sure with Derek yep. Carr and Raider fans. But this could be kind of one of those moments where he could help his himself, obviously, because it looks like there's going to be a new coach. Not to say that there's not a shot that Bisaccia doesn't get the job. I mean, there may be a shot, especially if he makes the playoffs. I think there's if they a shot. win a playoff but, game, he's got a real good shot. Right. But, you know, the Harbaugh stuff is out there, which we get to a little later. But, mm-hmm. um, and, and, you know, I'm sure there's other coaches that they could look at, young up-and-coming coaches, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I'm sure there's someone in the Sean McVay tree that they can, uh, they can <laughs> attract like everyone else does. So, including Brandon Staley, right, who comes from that yeah. tree now. So, but the Derek Carr thing is interesting. Like, I look at Derek Carr, like Keyshawn at the beginning of the season said something that I vehemently disagreed with, okay, um, which – and by the way, he was looking good in the first quarter of the season, was that he believed Derek Carr was an elite quarterback. And, mm-hmm. you know, like top five elite is what he was saying. Wow. So I, I, I am not in that, like, camp, basically. So uh, let, let's play. Laura, give me some NFL music here real quick. I should have told you this beforehand, but if you've play got. The, play, the, play the Mighty Wind or whatever that's called. Yeah, play the. The, yeah, the Autumn Wind. That's, autumn Wind. The Autumn Wind, excuse autumn, me. Yes, the Mighty yes, Wind. Yes, what am I talking about? Yeah. Mighty Autumn Sort of ish. The mighty, uh, but anyway. <laughs> so, like, how many quarterbacks are you taking above Derek Carr? Like, we could play this game very quickly. I, I um, was thinking about this earlier today. I mean, I, I first of all, I would take both quarterbacks in California before I'll take Derek Carr. That's okay. Just clear. Right, but I might take the- all three quarterbacks in California before I. T- mm, maybe not. Probably not Jimmy G. Okay, so um, uh, Kyler Murray. Yes, you're taking Kyler. One hundred percent. Right. You're, you're taking Stafford. Correct. You're taking um, Herbert, obviously. Yeah, I'm taking Russell Wilson. I'm taking the entirety of the NFC Wests, except for the 49ers ahead. Well, because you don't know what Garoppolo at this. You don't know what really Garoppolo is, is going to be in Trey sort of okay. that that's, that's, yeah, that's not even like, fair. Yeah, and Trey Lance is a yeah baby basically. Right. Um, all right, then Matt Ryan. No. No, I would agree. I would take Derek Carr over Matt Ryan as yeah. well. I feel like, Matt, but I'm not Matt, by a ton. But that's that. That to me comes down to, and I don't mean to interrupt your list here. That's just one of those playground pickums. You know what I'm saying? Like, Correct. I just pick that guy. You know what I mean? He just he's he's I don't know. His moxie is a little different. That's that's where he shines. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Anything on? I mean, he's better than anything on Carolina or New Orleans. Um, you're not taking him over Brady, I would presume. No, of course not. Not over Brady. But I was, right. you know, now that I think about it. You know, Jameis is a guy that I, I actually don't know that I know the answer to that, too. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I like, would take him over Jameis right now. By I a mean, ton? I, I mean, maybe not by a ton, because Jameis with Sean Payton is a different Jameis. 
but okay. I would still take Derek Carr over Pay over Jameis. Okay, I mean, I would and too. I, and by I'm the saying... way, I I am a Jameis guy in the sense of I was screaming. I remember I was filling in for Max when Max was doing the midday show on ESPN mm -hmm. Radio. And I was screaming at the top of my lungs that the Saints need to make sure that Taysom Hill is not the starting quarterback because that would be a disaster and that yeah. Jameis needed to be. Yeah, I mean, I think I – think, what I'm saying is that I think Jameis is in the category of guys with David Carr where you're like, oh, could be really something, but is really this Derek, the ceiling is the question. I do that all the time too, by the way. Yeah. I call him his brother all the time. <laughs> um, so my Chicago, God. no. Chicago. You're not taking over fields, right? No, like right of now. course not. I mean, like, uh, listen, you, I've got to – okay, the only comparisons he comes up, up against to me are guys who have started for at least three years. You know what I mean? And, I'll, you know, Kyler Murray excluded because so, he's only been in the league three so, years. But, so Dak, know. right? Yes, you're taking Dak. Dak. You're taking Dak. Right. So here, here's what we're doing. In the NFC but, right now, I mean, you're, yeah, you're, you're basically okay. only taking Dak, Aaron Rodgers, who we haven't mentioned, Brady, and then well, Mahomes, three of the four quarterbacks yeah. in the NFC West. Right, but I mean Mahomes so is on six. that list as well. Um, well, no, no, wait. That's just the NFC. Let's just quickly oh, NFC, go through the NFC. Me. Pardon me, I, I misheard that. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So Let, let's quickly go through the NFC. Josh Allen, you're taking no. Josh Allen. Yeah, well, yes, AFC. Yes, yeah, sorry, excuse me. I, I mean, you're you're taking him over Mac Jones, right? Too, right? I'm take. I'm. I mean, okay. Are really? we comparing? Well, listen to me. I mean, I'm, sorry. Listen to this. Is what I'm saying. Here's what I mean. Is what I was going to say. Is, am I taking Mac Jones with Bill Belichick? Or am I taking Mac Jones in the abstract? Or am I taking no? David you're Carr replacing with, it like you're flip like Derek Carr would get would get Bill Belichick in this situation too. Okay, well in that case, no, I'm not taking Mac Jones. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So so just Josh Allen in that division. Uh, right. Lamar. Yes, you're taking Lamar. Correct. Burrow. Yeah, I'm taking Burrow before. Carr. I would take yes. Burrow too. Yes. Of course. I mean, I'm not I, like, taking. I'm. I'm not taking Baker, and I'm not taking Roethlisberger. No. 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 Roethlisberger's at the end, and so is Baker in terms of his his ceiling. But I mean, I think. And that's that's the thing about Carr. Carr is almost like the mid-level. We used to call it the Kira Sedgwick line when I used to work at a paper. Like, you know, if somebody's famous, if you know they're more famous than Kira Sedgwick, if they're not, then they're not famous. Like, that's where David Carr is. He's like right, right. in the middle. He is Derek. the line. If you're, <laughs> dang it, my bad. If you're if you're worse than Carr, you're probably not very good. But if you're better okay, than Carr, you're probably we, very got, good. We we got two more divisions. We we got nine quarterbacks that we take okay. ahead of him. All right, in the AFC South, the I'm I'm taking him over everyone. I don't I I would take him over Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, I, I would take him over Tannehill. Tannehill, okay. to me, is a bigger player, but I don't necessarily know that he's a better decision maker or a better executor of, of, I, of anything. I think Ryan Tannehill is slightly above average, and he's, he's, he's been in a good position because Tennessee has a great defense and a really good running game. So yeah. um, uh, in the West, I mean, we already talked about it, the, the other two guys. So there's only 11 quarterbacks out of 32 that you would take over Carr. That's not bad. No, that's not bad, but that doesn't make him top 10. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I mean, I think that – do I think that the Raiders have a problem with Carr? No. Do I think that this particular game against the Bolts is kind of make or break for what you know you have? Absolutely. I mean, he's exactly the kind of guy that I think you want in a situation like this. And I don't mean because he's dominant, but I just mean, like, you're going to get an honest evaluation of what you get out of Carr. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, this yeah. is a game you have to win. He's going up against a younger quarterback and a team that, sure, they might – this is tough to say. The Chargers might out-talent the Raiders, but the Chargers still don't exactly know how to win. And I think that because you're at home in this game and everything we know, you know, goofball tie situations aside, this is a must-win for David Carr. And I hate to use this word because it comes up all the time, but, you know, legacy Twitter or whatever. Derek. You know what I'm saying? And why do I keep saying that? 
You I'm said it four Paul. times. I'm By the way, I, I, I'm not even joking. I had the same like Tourette's episode. The one names day are with, too close. It's yes, get, making I, me crazy. I did a whole episode of the show. I called him David at least five times. I would have gotten muted back to the Stone Age and around the horn by now. Anyway, yes. what I'm saying is that with Carr. You lost your title. They would have completely. Carr is a guy who I think in this kind of situation, you're going to get the best out of him. A little bit of a back up against the wall scenario at home clear goals for the team he's a great team leader we saw that on hard knocks i mean yeah, people yeah no, like he's him. done a good job and he's by the way navigated job, yeah. through this post gruden stuff pretty well i feel like yeah so. i mean and that's that's the other thing about this season that i think is really really hard you know we've got a couple of raider fans around the station how do you even gauge a situation like this in terms well, of success right. in terms gruden, of expectations Ruggs, for las vegas Arnett, all the stuff that's happened yeah mess yeah, of a year sure. you know yeah. It's, it's, um, it's, it's by fun. the way, you are getting all sorts of grief. Ramona Shelburne is texting Chris Morales about calling it the Mighty Wind. That's fine. That's fine. You know why I called it the Mighty Wind? It's because yeah. I've been playing Angry Birds a lot, and they have this mini game inside of that called the Mighty Wind. I just realized that. So sorry. You can live with it, Vegas. <laughs> is and Angry Raider Birds fan. making a comeback? Because I see that commercial all the time. Dude, I play Angry Birds for like an hour a day. I'm not even really? joking about that. Oh, yeah. It's my daughter's into down. Minecraft now, my seven-year-old. She loves my, herself some Minecraft. Minecraft is a really cool game. My younger brother plays that all the time, and he's like an art student in college now, and that was like the first game that really got him into like the concept of designing and building. Like it's, it's cool Yeah, game. well, we, she like, she, we send her to coding classes. That's like her thing now. So oh, she's cool. into that That's stuff. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. Uh, all right. That is uh, <laughs> that is the end of the of the mighty wind uh, <laughs> in the autumn wind. Uh, all right, coming up next. Are falling out. This is the perfect opportunity for you for there to unveil go. our new segment, the yes. mighty wind. David Carr. <laughs> it is called Yell at Yates. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. If you have a bone to pick with anything Clinton Yates has ever said or written or even uttered for that matter, regardless of subject matter, it is your time now to pick a bone with him. Yell at Yates now. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. That is coming up in two minutes. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. I never said that. <laughs> First of all, you're full of crap. I, I told you we were doing a thing called Yell at, Ye or Yell at Yates, but I don't think I ever told Lindsay to tell him to keep it short. No, no. I asked him for an open. That's what I did. I said, can we get like a rejoin open for Yell at Yates? Nothing about keeping it short. Yeah, I mean, it's like you know, this Morales. I mean, he's always got to complain about something. You know yeah. what I mean? Nah, I mean, whatever. we've got a tweet Lord. already, by the way. What you got a tweet already? I can read it for Yellow Yates. Feel free yeah. to read it. Go ahead. This guy says, and a reminder, I did not bring up this television program yet again. When you're on the radio, why do you still talk like you're on around the horn? There's no shot clock. Now that's a funny you question. Do. You because do. Because here's the deal. Wait a minute, what does I, that even mean? I don't even I, understand I, that. I, I don't I think I think a lot of people think that I talk too fast, but here's the deal, guys. I'm forty years old. I'm from the East Coast. This is just how people talk where I'm from. You know what I'm saying? This is the natural cadence that comes out of your boy's mouth. Grew up listening to a lot of hip hop. You know what I mean? I, I this will, is just how I talk. What do you want me to say? I, I, will, I will say this. 
on, being on that show because there is like in essence uh, not not an outward shot clock. Um, but there's a mental shot clock because you yep. know after a certain point Tony's going to mute you. Uh, you do have to speak efficiently and perhaps a little more, uh, you know, with, with a little more giddy up to it. You a know? little bit more, a little bit more giddy up. It's definitely a fast-paced program, so yes. I will do my best to calm down and relax and call people yes. by their right names and songs by their correct names. So people yes. like Ramona, Ramona was just up texting. Non-stop during the break, like non-stop. Let's go to Jason and Downey, uh, who will take part in the inaugural edition of Yell at Yates. Go ahead, Jason. What's up, Jason? It is a big pleasure and long time no, no talk, you guys. Happy New Year. But, Clint, I love you, brother. But you like to talk about this handsome man community, that you're the member, you're the sole member. I need to yell at you for quit telling all these lies. You saying you're the only member of the handsome man community at 710 when there is one a Alan Sliwa on this program so uh, that's my beef with you brother have a great day guys i appreciate uh, I, that I, dude slee is the man <laughs> yes all right now I, I i will just uh, i mean listen listen alan sliwa is a handsome uh -oh. man um but george you know, george th thinks he's ahead of uh, there are levels to this is what i would team. say Okay. And levels to this. All right. And I never said I was the only member. I said I was the yes. president of the local chapter. Now, that local chapter happens to be ESPN 710, but I'm certainly not the only one. That's the, hence the word community. Come on, so people. Jonathan Watson, who is, uh, I believe, uh, the greatest tweeter for this radio station. He is basically like a, a, uh, a producer uh, for huh. this radio station. Jonathan Does he have an Watson. award coming up at the Mandy's, perhaps? I mean, Best he, tweeter? He That's an award we, we should we, have, by the way. We should do the um, yeah, greatest tweeter. He, he, he should be like a lifetime achievement award, for God's sake, this man. <laughs> um, but the, uh, he says, I want to chime in, hashtag yell at Yates for the first time. Uh, when he said the weekend's version of Dirty Diana was better than the original by Michael Jackson. Speak by on miles. this, Yates. By miles. What? Okay. Yes. Let me, let me, you guys are real. Oh, my God. And the weekend's dropping a new album tonight. You, you stepped into my wheelhouse so bad. I'm so glad you brought this up. Let me explain something to you. For those of you who don't know what Dirty Diana is about, it's Dirty about Diana. A no. roadie groupie, whatever you want, that ends up enticing away the singer of the song from his home life in order to sleep with him. Whose music is about that at all times? Oh, that's right. The Weeknd, a.k.a. Abel. The song fits the artist more appropriately, never mind the fact that the actual song is better with the rather than the guitars that are a little too light and airy. It's a darker song. It's a better song with The Weeknd. And I really like Abel. He's got a new album coming out tonight. I'm very excited about that. Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah, you weren't ready for that robust defense of my point, were you? Were you? I mean, I, don't I know. know, man. I'm just I mean, saying. I like The Weeknd, okay? I, uh, have you I, heard I, the version of the song? I have heard the version. It's fine. It's a fine version. But it is not the original. Um, okay. Listen, that's like trying to tell me Adam Ant, uh, you know, Smooth Criminal is better than Michael Jackson's version. No, that's Smooth not better, but that's probably one of the better covers of a song that good you'll ever hear. I'll tell you that much. Well, you know it's what I'm because it's so because it's completely different, is what I would say. Right. I I would imply that "Dirty Diana" by the Weeknd is different enough that it. I mean, just the sound of the song is a completely different tone. You know what I mean? Like it actually feels more like what they're talking about. Whereas with Michael, it sort of feels like you're singing a song that somebody else wrote for you, which is you know fine. That's how the music industry works. But, boof, "Dirty Diana" with Abel, aka the Weeknd, that feels like a real life tale.
that I can Yeah, I, I mean, listen, like Chris Morales is already texting in. He said, first mighty wind and now this. You know what's coming in the next segment, right? Like, you know that that's going to happen. Like, what's happening in the region. Morales, retour, is number one is, fan is, over is, here. Is, is going to be the, the, the sky will open up and, and you know, asteroids. Like, like the movie Don't Look Up. Days. Right? Yeah, Don't Look Up. That's going to be you, basically. Don't Look Up because Chris is coming down raining with fire, basically, is what's going to come it. after this, basically. So. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, here's one from Jose. Jose tweets and says, hashtag yell at Yates. Ye- Yates, why is it that you always call it, quote, planet LeBron? It drives me insane. Why is LeBron a planet? <laughs> LeBron <laughs> LeBron is a planet for a couple different reasons. Number one, he's obviously the most accomplished basketball player currently in the NBA from just a medals standpoint in terms of all of the things he's got. Number two, do you not recall? That when he came here, one of the things that was difficult was just the sheer amount of press and attention that he requires with every single move. He showed up to a summer league game and it led Sports Center and he didn't even play. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, because he's not a rookie. But my point is, is that I don't know that Laker Nation, the, the, the idea of the analogy is that to put it Laker Nation versus Planet LeBron, it was simply something bigger than I think a lot of them realized that they were dealing with until he actually got here. Walking in with the wine and stuff, everyone's like, okay, I guess that's all right. Right. Because Planet LeBron can subsume your existence. You know what I mean? And that was one of the things that the Lakers really, frankly, needed. They needed a Planet LeBron to get them back to where they wanted to be again. And that helped a lot. And I'm not even being funny anymore. When the late, great Kobe Bryant passed, you needed somebody with that kind of gravitas to steward the franchise through the issue. So that's why I say it like that. He's just a larger-than-life figure well beyond what happens on the basketball court. That was a shot in the arm to the franchise. And conversely, it's part of the reason why the expectations are so high in general for everything he does. All right, here's a... We have Momo. Momo wants to yell at you. Momo wants to take part. We've had three tweets. Uh, Therapy should be interesting tomorrow morning. (laughs) Yeah, we have we have uh, we have uh, uh, people on the text. We have people that have called in. We have Momo now on the line. Momo, go uh, be part of yell at Yates. Go right ahead, Momo. I mean, you called it the mighty wind. Yeah. That's the mighty wind. I'm playing a lot of Angry Birds, and so this was on my mind. Okay, that's all that happened. I heard, Pardon but it is me. not. Laura, do you have oh, the autumn wind as a raider? Do you have it on cue? Can I hear it now to cleanse my soul of that <laughs> mighty wind? It's a mighty. It's a mighty song. It's not like I said something insane. I didn't call it the you know the the I don't know the puny wind. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I know, but this is a raider town. I get that. It's I'm like, not concerned about offending raider nation. I'm saying my mind was in the right place. It's a great song. I think you know what I was thinking also it as is well. Like the best team theme song i mean this isn't like you called in and we're like what's that ram song is it like (laughs) although bam ram it's uh, not uh, like uh, that although i do miss the uh disco san diego supercharger song i gotta be honest with you that is a good one too i was also thinking of the mighty john madden i was thinking of the mighty john madden i had a lot going on it's okay ramona it's all right how are you there, there it is. is. I'm good, She's and then you're now. going on this Dirty Diana. So, uh, this is a fantastic segment. I'm like, <laughs> I'm riled up. Oh, here you go, Ramona. Crank it up, there Laura. There it is. Thank you. I would. You know what? I'll tell you I this, Ramona. It. Ramona, I'll make it up to you. If there's ever a time when the L.A. Philharmonic plays that or does some rendition of that, and they're doing it live, we'll go see it. How about that? Here, here, you know what? The this reminds other, me of the only other team theme song that is as good 
or in the same category as the Autumn Wind is a Raider is Fleetwood Mac doing Tusk for the USC marching band. They wrote the song Tusk for the USC marching band. It's pretty awesome. Okay. It's the only thing in the same galaxy as a team theme song. I'm going to call it the Mighty Wind for the rest of time now. You realize that. Yeah. I, I mean, no, every, time I, do, every time you do it, I'm triggered. I'm super triggered now. So <laughs> I, I, hear, I, I hear that song, and I think of, like, John Facenda, right? Like, yeah. being the narrator yeah. and being like, the Oakland Raiders. With his big, mighty voice. Thank taking you. Taking on is, Hank Stram and the Kansas City Chiefs for the AFC like, divisional round uh, of the playoffs. It's, it's NFL films. It's like you put – I just hear the beginning and I get goosebumps. Yeah. Oh, if I was going to go full score, I would wind, say like the song, angry birds I say the song like, should oh. be called a Mighty Wind. It's more becoming of what it actually okay, now, is. I you want them to change the name. <laughs> That's great. There you go. <laughs> I'm uh, Momo. Okay, other people want to yell at you too, though. I'm yeah, like yeah, driving so, around yeah, yes. and I'm like voice message texting you nonstop. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, Momo, thank you, Momo. It's Tra- great travel safely. Bye, guys. All right. Let's go to – Let's go to Keisha real quick. Let's sneak in Keisha before the break. Keisha, welcome to Yell at Yates. Go ahead, Keisha. Thank you, um, Yates. Clinton Yates. How you doing, you Keisha? The planet LeBron is bigger than Laker Nation, and that's not something that we're used to. For goodness sake, we had Kobe Bean Bryant play for us for 20 years. For 20 years, Kobe. So I, that comment just, I don't know, it, it was just weird to me. I'm sorry. It also... Raider, Raider Nation also, so I had a problem with the, I don't know. You didn't say Autumn Wind. I can't even remember what you said. I mighty said Mighty Wind. wind. Yeah. Mighty. Yeah. The reason why it's different with Kobe than it is with LeBron is obvious. Thanks Thank for the phone you, call, Keisha. Keisha, is that Kobe he wasn't drafted here, but he came here immediately. He was drafted by the Hornets, came here immediately. In the frog soup portion of the situation, if you keep turning up the heat, you don't notice that you're boiling. Kobe grew up here. It's a completely different scenario than LeBron landing here after his particular career. I get it. It's not about the end game being the same. It's about what happened upon arrival. That was All the right. point. That is our first installment of Yell at Yates. I'm sure we'll have many more uh, over time when Clinton is in the house. All right. Coming up next, a great birthday. And speaking of LeBron, oh, boy. We're going to get into a conversation that may uh, hurt some LeBron Stan's feelings. We'll get to that in just a moment. Stick around. 710 ESPN. Back in three.